0: hi welcome to another episode of when the scriptures come real get a podcast where we learn where we study where we grow where we try to become the best versions of ourselves that we can for the lord as we serve him today's podcast is a special one this is something i've been studying for a while and we want to talk about the topic are you willing to walk alone and this is this is geared towards leaders but this is also geared towards members of the church as well um are you willing to walk alone for a while? You know, it's very easy to follow a group. It's very easy to be a part of something or do something that everybody else is doing. Uh, but it's hard when you know what to do is right, but you're by yourself. That's that's very, very hard to do. And what we want to look at today is we want to look at a couple examples. We're going to look at David. Uh, we're going to look at Christ himself, but we're also going to look at Elijah. And we're going to look at some things that these three men went through. Uh, so we can kind of understand their mindset and understand what it's like when you have to do things alone you know sometimes we can't do things in big groups all the time sometimes you, it may just have to be just you and, and so we'll kind of see how we handle that um but but before we go i i want to uh I'll read a quote kind of as our introduction here and it's off a off of a motivational speech uh, i kind of like to listen to those motivational speeches And this one is is entitled Lone Wolf. And, And this is what this speaker says. He says, the hardest walk that you can make is the walk that you make alone. That's the walk that makes you the strongest. That's the walk that builds your character the most. This walk is hard. But the hardest walks lead to the greatest destinations. You will not be a lone wolf forever stay strong keep going you know and and that was so true when i thought about that but you know when i listen to those motivational speeches of those secular speakers talking i kind of relate that to to the spiritual realm and you think about men of faith not men of popularity not not other type of you think about men of faith and I'm not talking about brethren today. I'm talking about brethren in the scripture. I'm not saying that men don't have faith today, but our examples, I believe, should just come from the scripture and not us. And so you think about men of faith, like the men we're going to talk about today Elijah, David, and Jesus. And we're going to look at the common denominator between all three of these men once we get done. And I think you'll know that this is all going to kind of. Is going to come together at the end and we're going to understand that quote more after we get done. Okay, so let's get started with our study. If you will take your Bibles and again, if you're new to the podcast, this is what we do. We use the Bible uh, to talk about all these things. We don't use my opinions, not what I think, not my personal stories and relate it to a spiritual example. That's not what we do here. What we do here is listen to what the Bible says and try to conform our life to those things. So let's take our Bibles and go to 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. And David here is going to be our first example. Now let's set this up. The chapter before, David takes an army and he defeats the Philistines in chapter 29. And he does these great things and all the people are behind him in chapter 20 and chapter 29. Then I want you to notice in chapter 30, they're coming back to their home base after the great victory in chapter 29. Now, notice what happens here. Verse number one of chapter 30. And it came to pass when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and they had smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And they had taken the women captive that were therein, and they slew slew not any, either great or small, but they carried them away, and they went on their way. And then, watch verse 3, so David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept, until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken, Ahinahab, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And notice verse 6. And David was greatly distressed. Why? For the people spake of stoning him. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Stop right there. So you're telling me that I just helped you the chapter before beat one of the roughest people alive, the roughest nations alive at this point in the Philistines. Because guess who else was a Philistine that y'all were afraid of? Goliath. And so I go over there with you. We defeat the Philistines. I'm with y'all the whole time. We go to Ziklag back to home base where our wives, children, and sons are. We go there, they're all taken away, the city's burn with fire. And then next thing you know, who are you blaming? me how does that make sense you see this goes back to what we're talking about are you willing to walk alone here's the thing when you're a leader and this and when i say leader i mean a leader in the church when you're a leader in the church this is the type of stuff that's going to happen one minute you can help so many people do this but then the next minute Because you're a leader, they're not going to blame themselves for things going wrong. They're not going to look at themselves for for the things that's going on. Who are they going to look to? Me. They're going to look to you because you're the leader. And so as a leader of the church, preacher, elder, deacon, are you willing to walk alone? Because guess what? This stuff is going to happen. You're going to help so many people do so many great things. And one thing happened that you didn't do and guess who gets the blame for it you do are you willing to take that you see this is, and this is all going to come together but notice this verse six david was greatly distressed for the people's sake of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved for the man's, for his sons and for his daughters but notice what david did at the end of verse six but david what did he do he encouraged who Himself. Here's an attribute of uh, a man or a woman that's able to walk alone. They have the ability to encourage themselves in the Lord. Because you know what? Sometimes in the church, and let, let's let's start here first. The church is a perfect institution. Why? Because Christ established it, Acts chapter 2. And Peter preached the first sermon, right? The the church is a perfect institution. So let's get that out of the way first. But the people inside of that institution are imperfect. So here's the misconception that some Christians have. They expect the people on the outside not to like them. They expect people on the outside to give them trouble. They expect people on the outside not to understand. They expect that. But on the inside, the first sign of someone not being perfect, the first sign of someone not giving you the things that you need, what do you do? You leave. Because you think the church and the people in it are perfect. The people in it aren't perfect. And so here's the thing, leaders, when we lead by our example, and when we do things and when we say things that people don't like and they won't like it, you have to have the talent, not the talent, that's the wrong word. You have to have the ability to encourage yourself. You see, what happens and you know, as a preacher of the gospel. You get up there and you preach and you encourage every single Sunday. You encourage every... So what happens when we encourage so many other people, but sometimes we don't get that encouragement? Are you willing to keep going? Are you willing to keep... You give and you give and you give and you give and you give, but sometimes you you don't receive. Are you still strong enough to continue to encourage yourself? And so think about David's situation. I have to encourage myself... Notice where? In the Lord. So, you know, you know. no wonder why. You know, we've always talked about your prayer life. We've always talked about your relationship with God. You, you see why we trust Him more than we trust God's people? Not to say that I don't trust my friends. Not to say that I don't care for my friends. Not to say that I won't help my friends. I try to do the best. I haven't been perfect, but I try to do the best that I can. But where in the scripture... Whenever you see the word trust, where does it say trust in the brethren? You know why it doesn't say trust in the brethren? Because brethren are people. I am a person. If you put your 1,000% trust in me, guess what's going to happen eventually? I'm going to fail you. If I put my 1,000% trust in you, you're probably going to fail me too. And even as members of the church, we're going to fail each other. And so what happens when 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 I fail you or you fail me, am I going to leave the church? You see, those that um that put too much faith and trust in people, they leave the church because that person was all that they had their hope in. And when that person has gone, well, I guess I'll leave, too. You see, that's why the scripture always talks about trust not in thine own wisdom, but trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust in him. Do good and he'll bring it to pass. When time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Those are all in the Psalms. It says trust in God. And so David here, when he was alone, he had to trust in the Lord so are you willing to do that to encourage yourself in him that's it that's a skill it's something that you have to learn to develop it's and it's a must for a leader because if you can't develop that skill when those that are in the church when they are against you you're going to crumble because that skill isn't in you because you don't trust god more than you trust his people you have to trust God more than you trust his people. Well, Jordan, that sounds really harsh. That sounds very unloving. That sounds very, very mean. It's not mean. It's the truth. Name one person in the church that hasn't let you down before. We've all we've all let each other down. But let me ask you this question. Has God ever let you down? Yeah, no. So trust in him. Trust in him rather than God's people. Not to to say you don't have a relationship with God's people. Not that you try to... Don't put this into an extreme. Okay? All I'm trying to say is... God is where your heart should be. Not in God's people. And that's what David understood here. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Next. You you think about Christ. When he was all alone. In Matthew chapter 26. Before uh, he was betrayed. And he went off and he praised his father three times. And he prays and he prays and he prays. And he he even wants his disciples to stay awake with. Can't you stay awake and pray with me for a while? Can't you just pray with me? And they fell asleep, fell asleep, right? The next thing you know, if you jump down to verse number 55, it says this. In the same hour said Jesus to the multitude, Are you come out uh, as against a thief with swords and staves to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and you laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Watch this. Then all of the disciples forsook him and fled. Think about Jesus, right? Think about all the stuff that Jesus did for his his disciples. Whose mother-in-law did Jesus help heal? Peter. Who was there when... Uh, when when Peter was falling and needed his help Jesus was there who was there uh, with, with all the other apostles when they needed him Jesus but the time that Jesus needed them where were they here's, here's what happens with most leaders sometimes you give so much to so many people in the church and you give of your heart, you give up your time, you give up your prayer, you give up everything to some people, right? And once you give that up, when you need it and other people aren't there for you, that's when leaders quit. We can't do that. Because in our minds, well, it's not fair. Jesus did it. Jesus did all this stuff for everybody. And, and think about this in a in a bigger scale. In John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Since the Word was God, and Jesus is the Word, guess who created the world? Jesus. So can you imagine Jesus knowing every single person that spat on him? Jesus knowing by name the guys that that scourged him. Jesus knowing everybody that hated him. You know why Jesus knew all that? Because guess who made each one of those people? Jesus. So his own creation turned on him. You see, that's why as leaders and as members of the church, it is a it is an ability. It is a must that you must know how to encourage yourself in the Lord. And at some times you men of men and women of faith must be comfortable walking alone. Let me rephrase that. Let me, let, let me even rephrase it. Let me say it again. Men and women of faith must be comfortable with walking alone. You have to be comfortable. Because what happens when when those that you preach to don't support you anymore? You going to quit? What happens when someone that you've really looked up to falls into sin? You going to quit? What are you going to do when your mentor leaves the church what are you going to do you going to quit be comfortable with walking alone Well, are you're sounding very harsh today you're va- you're sounding very unloving today i'm saying things like this because i love the people that i'm talking to and i don't want to see people fall because they put their trust in me and i let them down I don't want to see, see people fall because they put their trust in other members of the church and they fall. I'm just trying to redirect your trust and my trust to who it should be in the first place. My trust and your trust should be in God and no one else. No one else, right? And so here, here's one more example I want to look at. Go to 1 Kings chapter 19. Here we have uh, Elijah here and he's on the run from Jezebel. And he's been on the run for a while. And and sometimes we feel this way. And as leaders, you're going to feel this way too. And as members of the church, you're going to feel this way. But notice what he says here in verse number 10. And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown away thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. Now sometimes as leaders, you feel like you've done everything you've given everything, right? You've done the best that you can, but you sometimes you just feel like you're by yourself. And have you ever prayed, "Lord, I I honestly just think it's just me, you know? I just think I'm the only one and, and you really think you're just you really think you're just by yourself, you know? But but notice what the Lord says here. If you jump down <clears throat> to verse number 18 of chapter 19. Notice what God says back. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not yet bowed down unto Baal, and every mouth which have not yet kissed him. And so God is saying, look, you're not by yourself. I still have 7,000 that haven't bowed down to Baal. You see, when we feel like David, when we feel like Christ, when we feel like Elijah, and when we're in situations where literally among God's people, I'm not, t- and this whole thing isn't about on the outside. This is on the inside. Among God's people, when you feel alone, that's when you have to develop encouraging yourself in the Lord. Now, let's notice the common denominator between all three. All three of these men did great things for other people all three of these men were leaders all three of these men loved the Lord all three of these men the people that they helped the people all the people that they helped when they needed them no one was there no one was there to help them men and women of faith here's here's an attribute of faith faith you have to be willing to walk alone and when you make a decision you got to be willing to stick with the decision and walk by yourself for a while despite the criticisms despite what people say despite what happens going forward you have to be willing to to be alone and that's why we're talking about this topic as a christian are you willing to walk alone for a while are you, strong? Are you strong enough right now to walk alone for a while? Are you strong enough? It, you know, at one point, I wasn't. You know, at, at one point, I was, uh, you know, growing up, I, I don't like people. I like to be everybody's friend. And I still do today, no doubt. But I, I've learned that I can't please everybody, you know. No matter what I do, if I do this, someone's going to like it, someone won't like it. If I do this, someone's going to like it, someone won't like it. So I I used to drive myself crazy to try to please every single party. And I've realized that I can't do that. And so one thing that I've had to develop over the years is not to make decisions based off of what someone's reaction is going to be to my decision. I've learned to make my decisions solely based off of, if I make this decision, is the Lord going to be proud of me? Regardless if they don't like me, regardless of if they don't like me, regardless if they don't like me. That's cool. I can deal with that. But is God proud? That That's all I'm really worried about, right? I just, I'm just trying to do the right thing by him. And if I'm wrong, I, you know, I have to look at myself. I have to look at the scripture, and then, and then figure that out. But I'm not, you know, you can't make your decisions based off of the people. And that's another thing leaders can't do. We can't make our decisions based off of, well, so and so doesn't like it, so I guess we shouldn't. Well, so and so's been here forever, and if we do this, and they'll be they'll leave. All right, let them let them do what they're gonna do. You see why? walking alone in that quote it makes you the strongest you see while walking alone this makes you this builds your character because you're by yourself right you don't have anybody encouraging you you don't have anybody saying you you know keep going you don't have anybody saying anything to you but you have to encourage yourself in god so today i encourage you and myself Do not put your trust, your full 1,000% trust in God's people, but rather put your full 1,000% trust in God. There's a huge difference. Put it in him and he will never fail you. That's a promise he made. He will never fail you. I remember a while ago, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, I said, don't put your trust in me because I will let you down. Don't put your trust in my decisions. Don't put your trust in, in Jordan at all, but put your trust in God. And once you put your trust in God, no matter what happens, you got to trust that God's going to make the right decision, whether you agree with it at the time or not. And that's not easy. You know, it's not easy to do, but you have to trust in him. Trust, 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 right? Put it in God. And so, are you willing to walk alone for a while? I hope that this has helped you that this has encouraged you to if you've been trusting people to to shift that trust, shift it over to God rather than shift it into God's people. Trust him. He will never let you down ever. And that's why, you know, these men like Christ, like David, like Elijah, that's why they could get through these things. Because they realize where their strength comes from. Their strength comes from God. Their true strength comes from Him. And I hope that today that you will renew that trust in Him, that you'll restore that trust in Him, and that no matter what situation you find yourself in, whether you've got a thousand people behind you, or whether it's just the person looking back in the mirror, That you can continue to walk with him. One last thing before we end. I heard something the other day. And it said this. God plus one person. Is always the majority. Everybody else. Is the minority. Always strive to be that God plus one. Thank you.